Alright folks, welcome back to the Barrel Project. This is the episode with the ladies of the classic. That's right, your top three from the Lancaster Archie Classic 2022. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be happy to listen to this show all the way to the end. This is a good show. Um, but before you get into that, you have to pay the fee. Again, you know it. You, you, we talk about it every every show. Doesn't matter. It's fail safe. You know we're going to remind you. Share the show. Share the YouTube page. Share the podcast. Share the post in the Bearable Project subscribers group. All we ask is that you have a good time listening to this. You learn something to help somebody else. Share the show. Check out the sponsors later on in the show comments and pretty much everywhere except for in the beginning of the show. Enjoy. From Messina, New York, Gerald Butler. Let's give it up. Gerald Butler. Our third place qualifier coming up through eliminations, who was sixth in the elimination round in the qualification rounds, Aaron Heap from Harrison, Ohio. Coley. Uh, from Ferndale, Michigan, of the Women's Barebow, a match made in Ohio. The number one qualifier, Fawn Gerard. We have two fawns. I don't know if the world can have two fawns. I don't think it could. I think the world would just end. <laughs> Oh man, the shot's fired. If she does get this mic working, you are in trouble. No, I'm just playing. I just don't think they'd be able to handle like all of it. Yeah, there's a lot going on with Fawn Gerard, but we absolutely adore her for it. So there we go. There she is. Maybe we'll hear in another. She's on her she's on her phone, I I think. I still don't hear her. I see. Let's see here. Stop. It says connecting to audio. Oh, does it? Okay, perfect. I think we got it. Here we go. Moment of truth. Are you there? We got you. Holy shit. All right, Aaron, tell her what you just said. That she loves um, me with all her heart. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 you're a little you're a little liar. You gotta tell her <laughs> tell her exactly what you said. I so I, said was, I just like I just don't think the world would be able to handle your big personality if there was two of you. Like I just I think it would like the world would just end honestly. She said that completely. Oh no, there can't different. be two. No. <laughs> definitely not so it just showed up to a participants link and she was like oh no the world can't handle two of her that's how she said it it wasn't quite as perfectly presented as the last the way she just said all right aaron we see how you are look at that she beat you on the podium one time she's already throwing shade at you fawn oh my goodness i'm totally playing i'm totally playing um Vaughn thank you for going through all of that rigmarole and trying to get on I really appreciate it so we we messaged privately about like what we wanted to cover and I, I definitely want to keep this in in 
similar fashion the way we did the men's um, round robin sort of discussion. And, you know, obviously the three of you are here to celebrate your success at the, at the classic. Um, you guys put on, you ladies, I apologize, put on a magnificent show. Um, and I think that, you know, I, of course we want to, you know, highlight all that and stuff, but I think our goal with this podcast and this format is that you guys tell your story of the classic it's you and it's round robin so christina um as our third place finisher you will you will start and and then we'll go to fawn and fawn can talk about her day one and how like you know things and then aaron obviously you'll 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 fill in as as the number one as the champ but it's the goal of presenting how you were successful for the weekend. When did you shoot? When did you eat? When did you do this? You know, how, how do you manage or how did you manage that you found your, you ended up finding yourself where you found yourself in the top four and, and talk about, you know, things that stuck out to you, things about the event that stuck out to you. There's a lot of people who are scared to go to these big tournaments and, we want to explain to them so that they could literally come listen to this podcast and then be like, Hey, I mean, I kind of already know what's going to happen. You know, Fawn, Aaron and, and Christina talked about it and what they did. So I kind of feel like I'm prepared. And then they come to the tournament next year. I said it on a Facebook post. I would love nothing more than to see like 300 Barabo shooters at the classic next year. Like I want, no, I would love to see Barabo as the biggest class, but I want a hundred yeah. women. Yeah, I was just gonna say we need to get more women there, and and I, why stop at a hundred fun? I think we could probably do bigger than that. Well, I'm saying next year. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta yeah. grow. Yeah, but I mean, you, the the women in Barbo have done a ph- phenomenal job thus far, so it's just gonna get bigger from here. So, so that's what we're gonna do. Um, but first, we're going to do some introductions. Um, you're going to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Um, where you finished and where you're from. Okay. And Christina, we'll start with you. So my name is Christina Percoli. Um, and I'm from Ferndale, Michigan, which is a suburb just outside of Detroit. And I finished in third. Thank you very much. Fawn. Fawn Gerard. I'm from Martinsville, Ohio. Um, finished in second. And young lady Uh, my name is Erin Hyam I finished in first and I'm from Harrison Ohio okay so and you guys are relatively close right Fawn and Erin from what we understand you see each other pretty often perfect um and we're gonna get into um the day one kind of your day one we're just gonna jump right into it you know when you arrived at Lancaster what and how did you get your weekend started? Um, we're just going to go day one for all of you, day two for all of you, and then we'll get into the finals discussion. So, Christina, what was it like for you? Is this the first time you you shot the classic? Yes, okay. very first time. How was your arrival? What did you do? What did you expect? What did you? Um, what surprised you? Everything. Well, I, I knew it was going to be a large event going to it. I heard it was the largest on the East Coast, so I already had some... I was like, wow, it's going to be pretty big. And um, because of COVID, I only small, I only saw tournaments very small. So just last year I started competing. 
Um, so I saw a small like local tournament. So I never seen anything with that many bows until I went to Virginia for nationals. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then I heard how big Lancaster was compared to that. And I oh, said, yeah. okay, this is going to be really amazing. Um, I drove in on that Thursday. So after eight hours, I walked into the facility and I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Um, but it was like organized so well, really did a great job. And I felt that, yeah, I was like uncertain where kind of like things were like different practice ranges. Um, and I kind of just stuck to what I could like visually see and kept that as like my little home map that I stayed between. Um, and I feel like that helped me just kind of stay within my sense of creating some sort of like, um, I don't know, just known space, um, well, you know, well, established. Yeah. yeah. So I even like walked out when saw where my bow was at and then just, just to kind of sense a little, take it in, orientate myself to it all. Um, so that's kind of was part of my entry process, but it was really incredible on day one. I practiced a little bit in the practice range and I noticed the ton of compounds. Um, and they all seemed very, you know, everyone was very friendly, um, but it was, you know, I noticed that I was like kind of the only one uh, out of the entire practice range that was barebow. Yeah. Um, okay. What well, practice range? Did you go to the one up top or? I did the, the up okay. top one. So most of us, we traditionally i don't know where we started it we go to the grass um practice i found that one layer because i think i think one the top one because it's closest is always packed so mm -hmm. we always started like a, it's worth the walk we'll go you know to that back one um you know and then i guess lighting i guess the lighting up in the top is really really bright versus the one with the grass maybe isn't quite so bright and and even when you go to the back one if you get under the section with the nets that are like pulled up, not hanging, it's even, mm -hmm. it's dark on one end and bright on the other. Do you ever notice that too? I never, so, I didn't shoot at that one, but I just oh, okay. found the grass one the day of the finals. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Apparently it worked out. So, all right. Well, good. That's, that's a, that's perfect. Um, Fawn, how about you? What was it like? So you're, you've been to the classic many times, you know, what's your like, definitive schedule what do you make sure you try to do just walk us through so for me this is my I believe my fifth or my sixth classic so I've been there a couple times um went there at the old facility and then of course spooky nook um we were we actually left on Wednesday um afternoon um we were gonna just drive part way stay in a hotel and then and then come in Thursday but we decided to go ahead and drive the rest of the way and we got there Thursday night or Wednesday night, um, stayed in the hotel, got up early, had some breakfast, went to the facility, um, walked around, talked to a whole bunch of people, um, went back to the back to the grass area. The practice area on the left is darker than the practice area on the right. So I looked at the lighting, went to the one on the right because there was a couple more bare bows over there. Um, <laughs> met a young lady from Canada who was down shooting. Um, talked with her, talked with a couple of guys from the buck run, um, probably shot maybe 30 arrows. <laughs> just, you know, just get out and get, get the road dust off of you. Um, went for lunch and then uh, hung out with some people and talked and got ready for the next day. Awesome. So you, did you stay at Spooky Nook or, or did you stay off site? We say typically at the Lancaster Inn, it's about okay. yeah, it's, six it's minutes nice. away. 
nice place though quiet yeah, it's like isn't it like right down from the uh lancaster archery too it's not far from the lancaster archery is it mm-hmm. didn't I, don't know. Over there. Uh, I think so. get over there christina did you stay at spooky nook or did you stay elsewhere I stood at an Airbnb four minutes away. It was perfect. Yeah, so did I actually this year. Um, all right, cool. Now, so and for people, just to give some a heads up for people who are like, man, I really want to go to the classic. If you want to get a hotel, call like now and reserve your hotel if you want to stay at the Nook, which is nice. It's kind of like the similar to like staying at South Point. If you go to Vegas, you're right there. Um, it's not as big, but spooky nook in its own right is big and it's really cool place for like families and stuff like that so um but yeah so it's all good uh Aaron you're up so this was your first Lancaster right so tell us how was your trip in what was your day one like you know what did you do how did you feel go through the the whole thing so we left Thursday night after I got home from school and we drove all the way there. So we got there late Thursday night, like around like 12 or 1 a.m. or something like that. And so we stayed and then we slept and then we got up pretty early. I don't know, it's probably around like six or seven. And um, we went and we just drove around and like looking around the town and we found this cute little diner and we got like a nice little brunch there. Um, and then I think... I don't really remember the days kind of blurred together, but I think we went over to um, over to the facility after that and just got me checked in for the next day and just so I could look around and see where everything was and um, just kind of explore it a lot, which I was just, it was incredible to be there, honestly, because it was so big. I was not expecting it to be like that huge of a facility because like Christina, I just started competing last year so a lot of my tournaments that I did shoot in were all mail-in. So I was shooting from my home range. Um, the only ones that I think I actually went somewhere else were um, like outdoor target nationals and 3D and stuff like that. Those were all like at different places. So, but like because of the divisions and other tournaments, I'm with my like people my age. So there's usually up to like 12 in my division, but at Lancaster, like there was 57 of us, which is incredible. Like. It was so fun to see all of the Verbos there. And it's just like, because we're like a family and we just all love each other. And it was, just, it was awesome. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, so, it was so just to explain, so Spooky Nook is like a sports facility. There's multiple fields. There's soccer fields, lacrosse fields, uh, field hockey, basketball courts. There's rock climbing walls. Like it's just this big, huge place. And when you first walk in the main entrance, it's a little bit overwhelming because you're like, where do I go? There's like sports therapists and massage therapists and like there's anything and everything you could imagine. And then when you make the left, you go down and the first thing you see is all these signs and the big competition archie media trailer and trail trailer. I don't know what happened to my mouth for a second. And then you see the registration table. And when you start to see the Lancaster archery stuff, that's when it becomes a little bit kind of overwhelming because we hear about Lancaster archery and I'm fortunate because I live so close to it, but people are like, whoa, this is Lancaster archery, you know, and, and you hear the whole, you've seen the videos, you've seen the venue venue on YouTube. And then when you see it with your own eyes, the first time, like Fawn's like a veteran of this. So it doesn't, I don't know if it, 
and Fawn, you can you can chime in here. I don't know if it loses its luster. You just know what to expect a little bit, but you still walk in. You're like, gosh, I love being here. You know what I mean? It what is. You- it's well. It's like like Aaron said. It's it's a family affair. I mean, with COVID and it being canceled last year, it was like you walk in and your family's there. It's like a big family reunion. Yeah. So it is a little overwhelming when you walk in, no matter how many times you've been there, you're like, everybody's here and you can't walk from one end to the other without somebody stopping you and talking to you, you know, six or seven different times. And, you know, my son always makes fun and he says, we better leave now if we're going to make it out within the hour. So you have to stop and talk to everybody. You, do. you stop and talk to everybody because you are, you're, you're just a big family and, yeah. you know, you haven't, and especially with the COVID junk and you know not seeing everybody for two years i mean it's it's hard on us so yeah 100 you're 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 you are correct and to see it's refreshing to see such awesome numbers at the classic post covid like i and I, i don't i won't get on a covid conversation but it had a lot of negative effects on archery in general and to see even more so aaron to see somebody like you come through such a field of shooters and there were some very good shooters there this year and not be a kid who really competed in any big tournaments that's amazing and i'm happy for you i think we all are we all secretly we were all like man this kid is fire right now i hope she keeps going and and you did you you did but anyways i don't want to get ahead of ourselves i'm sorry um Yes. So Christina, day two, what did your day two like, you know, were there nerves, qualifications were coming? Were you, you know, what did you do to prepare? When did you eat? When did you not? Did you look around, make sure you knew where the bathroom was? What was it? Tell, give us the details. Um, day two is Friday and the shooting time I had was 4 PM. Uh, no, noon. Noon. <laughs> Like I can't even remember the old blur now. We don't know people. No, just yeah. No, it was noon. Um, I just had my usual morning. I just try to stick to my pattern of what I know serves me and I'm consistent with. Um, so I didn't do anything like out of the ordinary. I usually do like a double breakfast. One's like really early, and then one's like a little bit later. Um And then uh, I did some practice ends, which I felt really great. I was like surprised. I had some really great practice ends. um, And I was hoping to like translate that right against on the, as soon as I started shooting. Um, And I felt like it it was going pretty well for the first uh, game. Um, You know, it was, it was a lot to be on the line um, and seeing so many and indoors, I feel like outdoors nationals, it, kind of the space, it didn't really, I don't know when it was, it was more compressed being actually inside of the facility and, and stacked amongst all these other, you know, women, great shooters, some that so kindly received me from nationals, uh, uh, outdoor nationals are so wonderful, like Samantha and um, remembering me and just being so kind and supportive like oh it's so good to see you again and you're still shooting it was you know it was really nice like it was totally a family um, uh, reunited and then meeting Fawn and Aaron I don't know how I didn't meet you last year um, but uh, yeah so it was it was exciting so I, I finished pretty well I was happy with I couldn't believe I was fourth that kind of shocked me because in all honesty I thought I was like 
I'm not sure who, who all is going, but I hope somewhere, whether I'm the top 10 or maybe top five would be awesome. That's all I kind of all I said to myself, like, I don't really like to, I don't know, state out too much of a goal like that, but I was like, you know, somewhere top five, 10, I'll be happy. That's going to be great. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was happy to qualify uh, by being in fourth. I was surprised. So you shot, you, you can you qualified fourth, you shot a 495. Where was that in retrospect to what your, let's say your local practice, your, your practice um, scores and your competition scores like locally? Well, I just shot recently a 503 and that's without the X's being 11. Okay. Um, so there's, there was that, but I'm anywhere normally in the range of a, of a four, I think a 485 to, to 499 normally. Nice. No, that's, that's good archery. And that's, yeah, absolutely. And then to show up and, and shoot your average at a, at a large tournament like that for qualifications is good. That's good archery. So congratulations on that. Thanks. <laughs> it felt good. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Fun. How about you? Day two, you shot a, shot a monster qualification score. I don't, that's not a personal best for you though, is it? I didn't think so. Um, yeah, it's you, a, a little bit lower than I typically do, but it'd be all right. <laughs> that's or, my, it's, well, my, it's my Lancaster personal best. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, so my day two, um, got up early. Um, I had the eight o'clock line, um, which is just wanted to get it out of the way. So got up, ate a power bar, got, you know, talc up and ready and Ken up and ready, got out there. And um, we showed up about seven o'clock-ish, stretched out, talked to some people, um, you know, went to the bathroom, which, you know, Rob does an amazing job, him and his staff um, at Lancaster, making sure that us ladies are taken care of with, you know, the facilities right there next yeah. to our shooting line. Um, they're actually nice facilities like they're not yeah they're clean. it's not like a porta john <laughs> at a 3d yeah, tournament right. you know what i mean yeah and they keep them clean and they keep them stocked so that's good um but they keep us well taken care of um so eight o'clock was my shooting line um had some really amazing people on the shooting line with me you know paul helms and and mikhao and you know i saw you a couple of times i don't think you were shooting you were just videoing but you know Saw, saw some amazing shooters up there. Um, Olivia, who I shot with, she the was arts. great. Yep. Um, she's, she's a good kid too. Yep. Um, but, you know, just did my two practice ends and got to it. So, and shot a, uh, a 547. So, and that put me in, in first um, in qualifying and, and felt good with that and, and just you know, watched the rest of the day, stopped in, went and grabbed some lunch, came back, stopped in, watched some other people shoot, you know, rooted on some other people. We went over and watched Erin shoot, you know, talked talk to her mom quite a bit. And, you know, Maggie, we watched her and, mm -hmm. you know, rooted on the, the, you know, all the bare bows. So. Sure. Yeah. And just for, for those that are listening, um, Fawn would have been the third place qualifier in the men's category. <laughs> that includes whooping up on me. I am not ashamed of that in any way, shape, or form. Dwayne Martin and John Demmer are the only two that got me. The two that got you. Yep. It's good company to be around, Fawn. It's good company to be around um, for sure. So by design, do you shoot the early line or no? Um, Just register I wherever. Wasn't, 
I, I didn't make the decision until late that I was going to go to Lancaster this year, just different things happening, different things that I'm working on. Um, and I figured if I'm going to shoot, I might as well shoot early, get it done and over with. So the nerves don't take over. That's good. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, that's a very good, if you have all day to watch, like if you're new to it or whatever too, if you have all day to watch these people, like those nerves could probably build up throughout the day, you know? Right. Well, and you could tire yourself out too, because a lot of people like to spend a lot of time at the practice bags. Um, I didn't even hit the practice bags before because like in nationals, um, you know, if, if you didn't bring it with you, you're definitely not going to find it when you're on the bags. (laughs) So, I mean, you've got two practice rounds to make sure it's on and, and kill it from that point. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent information. Um, for, for, we did see each other. I was actually coaching more and then Matt was like, Frank, I want to record. And then we're walking around and we're doing this and we're talking to these people. And, um, and we did that during eliminations too. But I think my, my struggle and you'll, I don't know if you, I don't know how actively you're coaching fun. I know you do some S3DA stuff, but my just got back, <laughs> I oh, walked okay. in the door before got on yeah like my competition world and my coaching world are colliding majorly right now and i, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've i'm coming to terms with it a little bit more you know we as we have kids we have jobs we have now we're coaching and trying to do it we all have kids. we have kids yeah yeah it definitely becomes difficult and don't i don't even want to mention the podcast i still love the podcast <laughs> that's it is what it is but um, but yeah, and I appreciate that of you being able to, you have your children, child there with you. You only have one, right? Yes. So you have your child there, you have your husband there. You got to watch Ken, I guess a little bit too. No, I'm just playing. Um, he was just the driver that got you there overnight or did you guys no. split time? Did you split time with no, the drive? He, he is, he is hundred percent my rock. He's always there for me. If I got something That's going like, on, he's my equipment manager. My, He's everything for me. That's awesome. Job well done, Ken. Um, so day two, Aaron, where were you? What did you do? Where were you up here? How was things going? Tell us, the, tell us the goods. All right. So day two, which is qualifications, is probably my roughest day out of the entire thing. Um, I woke up. I didn't shoot till um, the three o'clock line, which. It was, it was not horrible by any means. There just wasn't a ton of people that I knew there because a lot of the women in Bearbo had shoot in the, um, shot in the 12 o'clock line. So on my bail, like I was with all of the guy Bearbo's, which they were amazing. Like they were so nice and supportive of me, but I just um, didn't have much people, many people to talk to. So, but I mean, it was, it was still so great. It was fun, but I had actually gone since I didn't shoot until three before we went to the facility there, we went to Lancaster so I could get some practice and then, and while I was there, I had a total mental breakdown and started crying for like an hour because um, my, the way my bow is, I have a bag that allows me to keep my bow together. And so I have it together. My old bag, I used to have to take it apart every time. So I don't, I don't really have an issue with taking it apart and putting it back together again. It's just when I was putting it together at Lancaster and I started shooting it, everything felt wrong. And like, like my string was wrong, my limbs were wrong, like nothing felt right. And I just kind of got a little bit overwhelmed and into my head, like, this is going to be so bad. Like I'm going to shoot so horrible because nothing feels right. 
but I just after I just like sat down and I calmed down a little bit and I just breathed and just like calmed down for a minute I started started shooting better so it just took me a minute to just get my stuff together get rid of the nerves I think was a big part of it um but yeah then I shot at three and I did pretty good I didn't um I didn't shoot as well as I wanted to I didn't shoot horrible but I I think I could have done better it's just my last couple of ends I started getting into my head about my score which is something that is pretty common for me um so I just was like freaking out because like I wanted I wanted to do well because it was it's like my first Lancaster tournament and I just I shot some rough shots towards the end because of how bad I was focusing on my score yeah well it's good that you recognize that now that you know don't focus on your score yeah I'll shoot good shots that's all that matters you know we've said it a million times and and Grayson is definitely one that has driven the message home for me like nobody truly cares how how you're shooting other than you and yeah. you have to learn to be the the one person that can ignore it and just focus on on shooting and it's good mm-hmm. you know but you it's good that you had that experience of like the breakdown and you know you're you're sitting you're in Lancaster shooting range there's and the, and it's overwhelming when you go in there because you see videos and pictures of it and there's a cameras here and there's tv screens there and you can see your was at the target and it messes with you a little bit and then you're like okay no i'm just shooting arrows and you have to kind of come back to reality for a second and yeah. you know so but think about this though aaron think about how much better of a competitor you're going to be moving forward having gone through that you know what i mean yeah. and that's that's where even despite winning the classic those little victories is exactly the way you need to look at them. Don't look at it as, oh my gosh, I had a mental breakdown for an hour. Look at it as yeah. it was a victory because you bounced back and shot a dec- a really decent score. I don't, you say what you will, you shot a 493, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's a great score. That's a great score. So there's absolutely nothing to be like, you know, if you shoot 270s in practice or 265s, whatever, you can't expect to shoot that all the time there's going to be moments yeah. where it's just not going to go and there's going to be moments where it's going to be okay and this was one of those moments where you pulled it out and you did well and you ended up qualifying sixth um which is a good place to be or kind of like right in the middle of the pack in some ways so it's that's a good spot um just to, to give out some some shout outs here we'll go top eight uh livia arts came in eighth jill butler who um ended up fourth tina you took on her right no no aaron Aaron did did. aaron did um that's right aaron you were in six samantha she's a top three finisher from the outdoor target nationals christina fourth chrissy lyons third maggie came in second maggie brensinger and then fawn rounded out the the number one spot for qualifications um so then we get to, I guess this would be day three, technically. No, this is day two. No, technically day three, day two of shooting. So, um, Christina, have you ever been in eliminations before? I guess so. You said you shot Target Nationals, right? Yes, I did make it to eliminations of Target Nationals, and it went by really fast, and I was out right away. Um, so uh, it was 
it was the first time I've ever done eliminations like that. Um, so it was, it was, it was just so fast. I was like, okay, that, I guess I'm done. <laughs> it was, and I was just happy that I even made it to elimination. So, um, you know, that was that. Um, but for, for Lancaster, it was, um, I was a bit nervous. I was like, really? wait, I wait, could I make it to the finals? Like it, for a moment, I was like, I kind of wasn't, I kind of, for a moment, I thought I'm just going to shoot and then like, you know, eat food and then drive home <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> um, I was serious. And, and so I just kind of was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to shoot my shot and just let, trust my process and just see what comes. And I was, um, I was really fortunate that I shot so well in both of the uh, eliminations. Uh, I would say so. Hold on, my, my phone locked on me because I was looking at your scores. Christine, you shot a 107 in your first match. Yeah, that was that was that was the that was that the is, best that's moment. Some solid I was like, stuff wait. right there. I was like, wait, I'm like, can that just happen all the time on four ends? Like or three ends, like this is great. <laughs> um, you shot you took on Laura Hughes, a known competitor yeah. throughout women's barebow. Um She's a former USAT, maybe current, I don't know, USAT team member. Like, you know, Laura's, Laura's a, a competitor. Um, she sh You shot a 107 versus her. And then in the one-fourth matches, I guess, you took on Jen Stoner. And if anybody mm -hmm. knows Jen Stoner, she's kind of one of the OGs of women's barebow. And you beat her by one point, which is, that's, that's a big step. You came through two very... Um, very good shooters for sure to get there so you absolutely positively earned that spot so did you did you learn anything from outdoor target nationals and i guess maybe you kind of said this but i'm gonna let you elaborate on more versus going into lancaster like did you have a thing in your mind like i'm not i'm gonna do this or you know did you what did you build upon from, from target nationals? Well, at target nationals, I was, I was really enjoying the family embrace of it all. And I was, you know, singing on the line, dancing on the line in some ways. It was so fun the way everyone was. And, um, I feel like I was like, I really kind of need to like buckle down a little bit. Like I gotta not, yeah. like there's gotta be a little bit of game face as well. Yeah. Um, and then also just coming into indoors from outdoors was a dramatic shift in my practice. I went from, cause you know, just minute adjustments at a long distance is one thing. And then taking that refinement um, to a shorter distance really definitely shifted my shooting. Um, so Indoor game is a hard game to play. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter what bow you shoot, what discipline you are. It's a tough game. And I, I say it all the time, like whether it's indoor or outdoor really, but like that shooting line is a lonely, lonely place because it's just you and your thoughts. And if those thoughts go down the wrong place, man, it can make for a long day. But mm -hmm. whatever the transition was, you did an amazing job. So um Keep, you just you just keep doing that whatever you're doing just yeah keep, um well fun. see how it keeps going <laughs> you're well you're doing fine and i assume you're going to shoot target or indoor nationals yes okay good all right fun your day three i guess day three of shooting um oh, 8 a.m line <laughs> 8 a.m line yeah 
<laughs> so you were already prepared. <laughs> right, right. So got up, you know, ate my power bar, uh, <laughs> did my thing. Um, I ended up against um, Kelly Scott. Yep. I think she's from Colorado. Um, she's she's a she's going to be a good shooter there too. She keeps at it. Um, I believe we went. It was either 107 or 109. 109. Yep. You shot a 109 yeah, again. Monster score. Yeah. And then I ended up with Olivia. Um, and she is, she is a hot competitor. Let me tell you what she is. She's going to be one of those to watch for sure. Um, and I believe we did a 107. Yeah. And yeah, you had a 107. She shot a 104. That's a, yeah, that's she a stellar score. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, we were, we were right there. So we were pretty close all the way. Um, and then just, you know, sat back and, and watched the guys kick some butt and then, you know, went out for lunch and then went to our shoot downs in the afternoon. <laughs> so do, do you have any advice for people? Because you've been in this situation so many times, you've been in a situation through, 3d through the, the classic shooting um the the indoor um what do they call what do they call it out in, i guess it was in yankton last year or two years ago yes no oh nfa nationals and then we had the u.s shoot down the u.s shoot down yeah i guess they don't yeah. call it u.s open because that's what outdoor target is but whatever right like do you have do you have some recommendations or just like some words of wisdom for people who who get into those situations for the first time well like we, we aaron and i kind of had this discussion too um it's, it's one arrow at a time um bare bow is one arrow at a time i mean all archery is one arrow at a time but for bare bow we really have to focus on that one arrow and then move on right. to that next arrow and the way we look at it or the way i teach my students and I try to learn from it myself is, you know, this is just a practice for the next time we go out. And that's just a practice for the next time. And it's just a practice for the next time. I like it. Nobody, like you said at the beginning, nobody really cares except for you. So who are you really trying to beat except for yourself? Yeah, that's perfect. I like the way you kind of frame it. You're not, you're framing it as in every arrow is just training for the next arrow. It's not, Right. You know, it's not that idea of like, I have to perform like Aaron, you kind of got bit by that bug a little bit at Lancaster when you were shooting yeah. practice, you were like, oh my gosh, this is the way I'm going to shoot for the rest of the weekend. And that's not really, that's mm -hmm. not who you are. I think, you know, so with that being said, and that segue, listening to what Fawn just said, let's talk about your day going into eliminations. You know, how, how did you handle it? What did you do that helped you? Um, whatever you want to share that you think is going to help somebody else share it. Okay, so going into the first person that I went, went against was Sabrina Harrigan. Harry, um, she, I ended up beating her um, 99 to 78. And then I went, next I went against Christy Lyons, who I met her for the first time at Field Nationals, which was in September um, of last year and she she's so fun like she reminds me of fun like she gives me fun vibes because she just like she she just loves verbo like i feel like every like all of us do but she's just one of those people who's like really an advocate for it so it's always fun to shoot against her and she is she's very supportive like 
as soon as I won, she came right out to me and she just like talked to me and she's like, you did such a great job. You're amazing. She's cheering me on the entire time. But she also like on a more serious note was like, it's going to be a lot of pressure. Like you're going to have interviews and you're going to have people who want to talk to you and you're going to have a ton of friend requests and stuff like that. And if you need something, like you can come to me, you can text me, you can text my daughter, like I'm here for you. And I, that was just, that was amazing to me to have that kind of support. So like, even though I don't know her that well, you know, right. but yeah. So after, yeah, after I beat her, well, while I was shooting with her, I didn't even think I was going to win against her because our first two ends, we were like, she was doing pretty good and we were pretty close the entire time. I just, I had a real, I had a good last end. So that's why I ended up beating her. Um, by two points yeah it was 101 to 103 um but yeah she she was fun to shoot with because it was it was close the entire time so it was interesting but like Fawn said earlier I just had to really get into the mindset that um every arrow that I shot every end that I shot it was I just had to keep telling myself over and over in my head that it was just another practice end like it didn't like I had to convince myself that it didn't mean as much as I would have made it out to be because I tend to put myself under a lot of pressure like I had done at Lancaster when I was practicing where I just I want to be good like I, I don't like being bad at all things in front of other people and so I really had to focus on getting into the mental state um, of just it's okay it's okay if I have a bad arrow and it's okay as I have a bad end as long as I learn something and take away something from it and I have fun. Oh, that's not the words that typically you hear from a 16 year old job. Well done. She, kid. Um, she listens to the people that are around her. You know, there's <laughs> to be with these young kids who shoot so well, that's really the, that's the th common denominator fawn. They listen. They put yeah. in the work, they put in the work and they listen. And they listen. Yeah. I mean, that's the, literally. So, so, okay. So we're, we're through eliminations. We end up with our top four. There was a little bit of an exciting match with Jill Butler. So we're going to give a shout out to Jill. Um, her and Maggie went head to head. Now Jill is no, Jill might not be known too much to the Lancaster crowd, but Jill's a, um, a, a national champion on NFAA. So yeah, like yeah. she, she knows she's been down this road. She knows what she's doing. Her and Maggie went head to head and ended up coming to a tie on the last arrow. And Jill took her match with Maggie by one eleven. So for those who are, who watch this or maybe haven't been to Lancaster and I've been a victim of the one eleven loss and eliminations shooting Olympic recurve myself that get me out of the top eight. Um, it's it's one of those situations where when you have a tie score and you go back through that match and it wh whichever shooter has the most amount of 11s that's your initial tiebreaker it's not just 98s and then you shoot have a shoot off that's not the way it works so we do have we don't see a ton of shoot offs but we do occasionally um i know there was one this year between like leo and i think rick stonebreaker um, it was Rick Stonebreaker and Paul Helms. Oh, Paul Helms. That's right. Yeah. Because um, they both shot eights, but Paul's was just a little bit further out. A little closer. Shout out to Paul yeah. for, for, for taking that. Um, yeah, but you're right. And there, I keep thinking there was another one, but I, I could be wrong. See, but we don't see a lot of, we don't see a lot of those. So it's definitely uh, rare. Um, and then Jill made it to the top four where 
and then again, in, in a little bit different fashion, mainly just because of the numbers right now, women go, you have your top four go to the finals on the stages, right? Okay. And top yep. And then, so we have Jill and Aaron are the first match. So Jill's not here. So Aaron, tell us about what, like the warm up area. What did you do before? Did you shoot, you know, out in one of the ranges beforehand? How did you kind of prepare yourself for that match leading up to that moment? You walk through the curtain and they have the camera in your face and a light shine on you and you can't see anything. And then you have to walk up there and stand on that stage. What did you do? So I think the first thing, so right after the first round of eliminations, we had time to kill until finals, which was started at like 540, but was running a little late. So it didn't really start till six, but um, I stayed for a little bit longer and then, cause we were just going to stay until then, but then I was so tired. I was, I was so tired and I was hungry. So we left and we went back to our hotel and I took a nice hour nap. <laughs> I felt so good afterwards. Um, and then we came back. And I was there pretty early, so I went and I got a couple of practice ends um, on the like at, on the like the three practice fields, and then we waited for the um, like the final practice range to open so that we could shoot there. So I was just sitting and talking pe with people from my range until then. But we find like when we were finally let into the finals room, I got into the finals room. That's where I. Um, met Paul for the first time and I met him five minutes before I started shooting and he stood in my coach's box for me because Fawn was amazing and gave him to me um because my coach he wasn't there unfortunately because he had other things to do and other people to help coach because it's amazing um but Paul stood in for me and coach? he just who's your coach Stuart Anderson yeah, I saw you posted a really nice post on social media. Um, and it's, I mean, there's definitely a mutual respect there. Stuart Anderson and where's, where is he from an archery shop or a club? He go, so he coaches and he teaches classes at Archery World, which is where I shoot in okay. Fairfield. Awesome. Yeah. Good so, for you. Yeah, Good so for I met Paul out to your coach. He, yeah, so I met Paul and he, um, we were, he was standing beside me while I was practicing and I was actually, I was very concerned because with the lighting and stuff, my arrows were going very, very high. I don't, I think I had maybe two um, out of like, I probably shot like five or six practices and I had one that went in the yellow or something crazy like that. So I was a little concerned, but um, Paul just made sure that I kept calm and I was breathing and I, I, I did, I think I did pretty well not letting it get to me, but I was like changing things up to try to get it to the center, which means that I had to aim differently. But when I actually like went into the finals or my aims, like I normally do and it hit the center. So I don't know what it was, probably just the nerves. Just but, run it. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was really interesting because I'd never done anything like high pressure like that before, which it was it was crazy because like you had the staff coming up to you and since I was seated above Jill for the first one I got to pick whether I wanted to be on the left or the right and whether I wanted to go um first or second and so I picked the left and I wanted to go second and so like she went out and then I went out and I was really lucky that a kid from my range his name is Hayden Mormons um he's a compound shooter yeah he's amazing um he agreed 
he agreed to be my arrow advocate. So he was there with me the entire time, just like um, Paul. And we were standing and we were waiting for a turn to go out. And he could tell that I was getting a little bit nervous. So he was just like telling me all these jokes and just like lightening the mood so that I wasn't like stressing out about how it was going to go. So that was nice. And then we went out. And honestly, like I expected it to be a lot more intense and stressful than it was. Um, but I got up on there and I kind of just got in the zone and I didn't really see anything except for the target that was right in front of me. Um, so yeah, I just like, I focused on my form a lot and I wasn't, I didn't even know what my score was through any of the matches that I shot with anybody. I was just shooting. And I think my mindset at that time was, I didn't really care if I got fourth or if I got first, like I said, as long as I was having fun and taking something away from it like I said earlier because um even though like I wasn't I'm, I'm, not, I'm like super proud of my qualification score because I like obviously there's always room for improvement but I made it to the finals and for me like that was just incredible to be there so I didn't really care what I got like I was going to shoot my best no matter what but I was just I was just having fun um I was shooting against her and it was kind of intimidating because she's so serious but she's super nice Chill, um, yeah, so definitely. yeah so I was shooting against her and it, it was fun yeah yeah Jill like I said she's she's been around the sport she knows what she's doing she's unique she shoots a glove we've I've worked yep. with her about shooting a, a, a Yoast tab and I think she's working toward it but she's mm -hmm. that glove is like comfortable for her it's like her security yeah. blanket and she shoots well with it. So like I, I, I told her that she, she took our seminar the week before and I was like, like Jill, like, I, I think you should work towards shooting a tab, but you got to do you. And if you is that glove and that gloves works, then you, nobody can argue the fact, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But you're right. I could see where she could kind of be a little intimidating because she's very serious. Like, you know, mm -hmm. And yeah. that maybe that's just how she handles those moments of high personal value. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So at any rate, you knock out, out Jill on your first match on the stage. And then you have Christina. So you, both of you, this is your first time at the Classic. You are, Aaron, you're a veteran actually at this point because you just went through one match up there. So you're, you're one step ahead. Yeah. You know, when you came out, did you move her? Um, I did. I did. And that was, I, I, I saw one video previously of it. Actually, it was a fawn. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to move the person. Like, this is, this is, this is a I'm technique. Okay. Person. If this we is, get anything we right, we're going to move the person. That's what we're going to do. I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm going to move. I'm going to move them. That's like, you know, like, okay, this is a strategy. And then I didn't even think about, because I don't practice arrow for arrow. And I, I don't know why I didn't practice it I anyways, but I didn't practice that ever before. And so I just was like, I'm going to go second. Cause I was like, I, it, I think it's going to be better. So I was like second, I just, it was a spur of the moment thing. I didn't even think about that. It wasn't part of my prep. <laughs> sure. But well, let's talk about your match. Now you come out, what did you move Aaron to the left stage? or the right stage? I moved her to the right. Okay. And I All took right. the left. And then you took the left. So let's talk about, so Aaron just knocked off Jill. You come out on the stage and what happened? How, how, how did you feel? 
how did you handle it? What did you do to get to get through the 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 I guess the initial shock of the situation? I don't think there's anything that necessarily can prepare you for a giant TV screen of your own face right above a target and then a rolling camera in front of you and then a camera on a boom like thing. Um, and then like all a really great supportive crowd, you know, to, to one side of you and behind you. So it was just, I don't, and lights, you know, and the dark and the light, very dramatic and, you know, microphones. I don't think anything really can prepare you for like what it is. Um, but yes, it's, it's uncomfortable, but you know, you'll, you settle into it if you, you kind of have to, and you just shoot, you just shoot your shot. You just shoot, you know, you just do what you can. Yeah. So you guys go head to head. Um, and, and let's see here, Aaron came out 695. I want to see if it shows what, uh, final order. There it is. 698, I guess you ended up with, um, with your total and Aaron just, just beat you out, um, with your match. Um, still an amazing performance. And like, Aaron, I think you kind of alluded to it and I, I, people, people need to realize it once you made the top four like you made it you're there yeah it's not it doesn't what happens from here moving forward is just like a bonus not i'm not even talking about money i'm just talking about like the experience like it's just a bonus right it's like mm -hmm. hey here i am this is fun i'm gonna enjoy every moment of it right so yeah. you guys go head to head christina it was your first time up unfortunately aaron did catch fire and um you kind of went in and went out real quick and then um which still you know to say it, it's still an amazing thing and you still shot well and you look super super calm christina when you were up there whether you actually were or not i don't know but you looked the part so um you did you did good well thanks yeah it was it was really fun i felt i felt great after like the well the first shot i was just nervous just to shoot in that space you know yeah. um and then i was like okay i'm ready and then the third end i was i don't know it was you know it was a lot um and i was just i think i was like i'm happy where i'm at i'm kind of like am i close to an end am i is this the last part and i kind of got tripped myself up a bit um with like trying to figure out numbers i shouldn't have gone there i don't do that oh, normally yeah. ever in my practice and i got there in that moment um so but it was great and aaron shot great i mean aaron you're so consistent thanks yeah i think that was probably my biggest advantage is because you blew it out of the water the first two ends and i was like i was so intimidated that she like you came out and you were like shooting like all these good scores i was like she's gonna kick my butt and if you ask my mom, she like almost had a heart attack that time there, but she was. Um, but yeah, you were just, yeah, I was, I think that my biggest advantage throughout the entire thing was um, my consistency, but you had like some amazing shots that were like, they were just so good. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Um, so Aaron, you managed to get through the match with Christina when did the reality set in like, oh my gosh, I have to shoot against Fawn? Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it really, like, for me, like, I wasn't expecting to have to shoot against her because, like, I wasn't expecting to get that far. Mm -hmm. But I think because I have the opportunity of shooting with her um, a couple of times before that, 
it wasn't as stressful and she didn't seem as intimidating because I know her personality and I know what she's like shooting so actually more of like it wasn't like a stress factor it was more like a comforting factor I'm like oh here comes fun like we're gonna have fun now like the crowd's gonna be involved doing jokes it's gonna be fun so perfect that's a perfect segue for fun to tell us about what she did getting ready sitting out back listening to what's going on fun was there any point in time where you're like I, the competitive side of you i i'm sure was like i don't care who it is i'm gonna beat them but like was there a part of you it was like man i hope i do get to shoot shoot against her or how, how did it how did it go what were the emotions for you um I was just in the back and I was, I was kind of paying attention to how Christina and her were doing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, Christina's got this. And then I'm like, Oh, Aaron, keep strong, baby, keep strong. baby." <laughs> and the, the guy behind the curtain, he goes, who are you rooting for? I said, both of them. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, you're confusing me. And so I'm like, no, I want them both to do well. And he goes, well, who do you want to go against? I said, I don't care. I said, I just want them both to shoot well. And so, um, then I'm like, okay, so I was trying to, you know, I'm like, okay, I just want to shoot one more round back there. I went back, shot at the practice and he goes, oh my God, there was just an eight point swing. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, so I'm not really sure what happened there, but I guess Aaron ended up, um, Christina had a, a not so hot end and then Aaron had a, a, a very consistent end and it was like, yeah, okay. And then I'm like, crap. And then I'm like, okay, this is an Ohio thing. So, well, it was, I mean, yeah. like Aaron said, you know, we've, we've shot together at leagues before we've, we've, I think we've even had head to heads down there before, um, during mm -hmm. leagues and, and we've had, you know, and it's, it's, it's a game, you know, and it's anybody's game. It's barebow. Anything can happen. Um, as you know, you guys talk to Demer all the time. You've watched him shoot other people's targets and still kick booty. Yep. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, anything can happen at any time. So, um, when it was Aaron, it was, it was kind of, okay, here we go. So, and then it was like, dang it. Um, okay. Santos, you're in my quarter <laughs> and, um, somebody else is going to have to go get my arrows because, you know, Hayden was going to get, you know, we had it to where Hayden was, Paul was going to be my coach and then Aaron <laughs> kept him. And <laughs> oh, well because, played Aaron. Well played. Well, See? because Paul and I would shoot together all the time. So yeah. um, when, when Aaron was like, you know, a little bit, it was like, okay, you got to have somebody in your corner and Aaron may not remember it, but she has shot with Paul before <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's okay. But, but he shoots at our club also. So it's one of those things of, you know, having the Ohio, you know, mm, behind you, it, it helps. Sure. So it's one of those things of, you know, you know, keep us calm and keep us ready. So, so I'm like, okay, Santos is in my corner. I got this, you know, and go out and let's, and just it's arrow for arrow. And um, so we got out there and we was, you know, cutting up a little bit and having some fun and, and doing our thing. And um, it just happened to be that, yeah. Um, first round went, went pretty well. Um, second round um, I was, I don't know what was, I was looking for my string blur and with the black bow and the lights and everything else, I was having trouble finding it and popped one out the top into a seven and one out the side in a seven. And I was like, son of a biscuit. Um, but you know, she shot very consistent and she killed it. So, I mean, and, and I don't, I mean, I know her mama is super proud of her, but you know, to take all that stress 
and remember what adults around her told her, you know, to take it one arrow at a time, just really practice on your form and do what you need to do. You know, she, she really kicked butt in the stressful situation. So, I mean, we're just so super proud of her. So. Awesome. Thank you, Fawn. So Aaron, you, you have Fawn on the ropes. You guys are head to head. Um, and there was a, we were watching the video that last like couple of ends and there was one, Fawn yeah. said something. I don't know if she left the shit fly or something. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. And you were literally at full drop with a smirk on your face. <laughs> I think you shot an eight, but not because it landed there. I yeah. think it pissed off the arrow and landed in the eight. Like it was that moment, like listening to Fawn, just being fun. was that almost comforting even more for you or like, I'm just shooting yeah. at Fawn like I always do. Yeah, it was comforting. I like, I heard her and then she'd been making jokes the entire time, but she made me laugh. And I was like, I should have let down that I was scared that I wouldn't have enough time, but it was whatever. So talk us through those last like six arrows. Um, it was it all so, a blur right now? It could still be a blur, I don't know. It kind of is, but I know that like, I, I knew it was close. Like we were going back and forth pretty much. And I knew that, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, last six arrows. Um, but I knew, like, I knew that we were close, and because that before every end, the um, one of the judges would come up to us, and whoever was in the lead got to pick whether they wanted to go first or second. And so, like, she had been picking first, which I was totally cool with because I like going second. But then he came up and he asked me, and I was like, oh okay so now I'm in the lead so what am I gonna do about it and so I still picked second and Fawn was a little mad about that turned around and was like why are you doing that <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah so I just I shot and I think for the most part like I was still focusing mainly on my form but I knew when it came down to those um my last end I was like it's going to be close up on I honestly didn't even know what the score was and I didn't know that I had won until like way out like after the fact like after they had said it and stuff because like I knew like I said I knew it was close I just didn't know like that I had beaten her because I didn't know like what the point difference was between us so I knew like I was just taking it like fun has said like shot by shot and so I shot my first one and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I shot my second one and I was like, okay. And then I was like, all right, this third shot, this is what's going to count. And so um, I just, I, I shot it and it, uh, somehow it got in the middle. So I was really, uh, that was, I was proud of myself for that moment because um, like, I, I think I've said this before, but I really, I struggle. I get into my head a lot about my score because I'm very score oriented. But um, I had a ton of amazing people supporting me throughout this tournament and just helping me and reminding me that um, that my worth wasn't determined by my score, that I was doing good no matter what it said on the scorecard, yep. as long as I was trying my best. So that was amazing. And like I said, I was focusing on my form the most because um, I was scared that I was going to be so stressed out that my shot process was just going to go all over the place. That's why I like when I'm shooting my shot process, when I was shooting at Lancaster for the finals, I like, I raised my bow and I drew a lot slower than I actually do um, for regular tournaments, just because I was like, 
checking things off like my mental checklist as I was going along I was like okay I need to do this and then I need to do this and then I'm gonna draw back and then I'm gonna count and then I'm gonna like go that way I can make sure that I wasn't rushing my shot or I've had a, um, a history of holding for way too long almost as long as compounds because I get that like that concerned about like it not hitting the middle so when I count like that like one of my coach Stuart he told me that when I draw back we you either can count to three but we say strong strong smooth and after that we have to release so that's what I do to help me keep a consistent shot process make sure I'm not rushing myself or taking too long yeah I like that that's that's a great uh it's a great little um mantra slash like training tool to to use yeah I like it that's good um so you are into your last arrow yeah i'm pretty sure your last arrow was a 10 right we talked about this and the place just erupted you shoot your last arrow did you realize that you won the lancaster archery classic um when she jumped over the yeah gave hug and you're like like, okay i must have won you know Oh, but yeah, before that, I did know, like, I knew, like, we, we had shot our arrows, and they were going down to call them, and I was kind of just standing there, and I looked back to call, I was like, I don't know what happened, can, can somebody explain it to me, but, um, but yeah, then she jumped over, and she's all excited, so I was like, okay, something happened. <laughs> oh, that's such good stuff, that is amazing, fun, as a, as a mentor in all of Barabelle, not just in Ohio um but like you've done you've done a lot for for women's barebow is that in your career where does this rank it's got to be up there I would think seeing someone come from your home state your club someone that you've watched grow up and shoot over the last what year and a half two years right two years and a half a little over two years yeah yeah so like where does where does that what does that do for you it's got to be some full circle stuff going on there well yeah because these kids are our our future I mean if we don't teach them the proper ways and and teach them how to handle this stress and and teach them that you know archery isn't what's going to make or break you in life you know and and it's not your entire life I mean look look at us Frank we're old (laughs) we've got kids I know Demma reminds me all the time I know, but we, we've got kids, we have jobs. This isn't our life. This isn't what life is about. Yes. Can we learn life lessons from it? Absolutely. But the whole thing is, is, is we have to teach them how to handle stress, how to handle winning, how to handle losing, how to, to handle the whole process of it. You know, what you get, what you put into it is what you get back out of it. And, and, you know, having a, a great group of kids that we have that we, we, you know, can, t- you know, be part of their lives and part of their process. And, and they actually listen, which, you know, just <laughs> being a teacher, it's great to have somebody that actually listens. Um, <laughs> you know, I can relate um, to that too. But, but it is, it, it does go full circle. And, it, and it's wonderful that, you know, um, when we were sitting before, you know, we went out there for the finals, you know, she said, just take it one step at a time. It's just another practice for another practice, you know, and just to hear my own words come back to me, it's like, yes, okay. She's going to rock this out, you know, and then to have somebody that you've hopefully inspired to come and do this and actually help teach me 
you know, because everything that I do, I have to, I try to learn something from. So when I came back, you know, I changed some things up and, and did my thing too. Um, but, you know, I learned from her just as much as she's learning from me. So hopefully that full circle goes around all the way around with all of us, you sure. know, so it, it's, and it is, it's, it's huge and, and so proud and, you know, especially to know her. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the Ohio connection up there. All you needed was my dog keeps coming in and out. That's why the door's opening. She's sure it like, is. What are you doing? It's time for bed. I'm <laughs> bed. You need to finish the podcast. That's what she's saying to me. Right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on. And I think that's a great way to sort of like button up the podcast because, you know, you, Aaron, you, you have a bright future ahead of you. Um, I think we're all excited to see where it goes. Stay humble, listen to Fawn. Um, and Obviously. listen to yeah. Stuart. Yeah. Oh, and yes, I'm sorry. Listen to your coach, listen to your coach. Um, and listen yeah. to Hayden. <laughs> yeah, barely, always, yes. right? I want to know the jokes. That's all I will say. I want to know the jokes. Hayden, message me. I'll post those. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 keep keep the current perspective that you have and what you got through this through that yeah. what you use. Keep that moving forward because that's oftentimes where where we see shooters go on, down the wrong path because expectations start to creep in forget expectation, just keep moving forward. Um, yeah. And I will tell you that you are much more calm and nervous or than nervous when the first time when we did that live feed during yeah. the because you're like, ah, and you're, yeah. you definitely, um, you definitely have, you're starting to get a little bit more refined in your discussions. So I it's think, a lot easier when you have time to prepare yourself for it. Oh, come on. No excuses. No, just playing. Um, but anyways, good job, kid. Uh, uh, I think we're all, we're super happy to see it. You have an affectious personality. And I think it's perfect for Barbo. Um, and then Fawn, of course, congratulations to you once again. Um, it's, it's always fun to watch you shoot. Um, it's fun to watch you the changes, some of the changes you've gone through over the last couple of years. And also I'm honored because you're one of my teammates through for Hoyt. So I have to throw that in there. And Christina, uh, it's nice to see you go from target nationals to third place at the classic in less than a year. That's outstanding. And just stay that course. Um, and just for everyone, I want to put this out there because there was a section or there's a point in the interview process when you guys were up there, actually, Aaron, something that you said that caught my mind. And I want to finish the podcast with this because I want people to understand how hard the three of you worked. You said at one point, so you're 16, you shoot four or five days a week. Yeah. That's what you said, four to five days a week, mm -hmm. drive yourself to practice. How long have you been doing that since indoor started? Um, since indoor started the large majority of the time, so I, my birthday is in September, so that's around when I could start driving. So before that, I have amazing parents. My mom's amazing. She drove me to practice and um, all the time. So uh, yeah, I'm either so you've been doing it. I'm either, yeah, I'm either at school or I'm at practice or I'm at work. <laughs> Those are the only three places. No, that's perfect because there's a lot of kids out there that shoot archery and they and two days a week isn't going to cut it and i think they need to understand like at 16 years old you were driven enough to, like i'm shooting four or five days a week and i'm going to put every ounce of 
of, of effort into this to make sure that I, I am going into this with my most confidence. Now, on the flip side of that, you're 16 and the only responsibilities you have is a job school and to shoot archery. Fun. Let's talk <laughs> about how many days a week you shoot right now and how and 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 I'll give a reality because there's a lot of women who are maybe mothers. Parents, yeah, mothers that mothers have their own job. Talk about it. How do you so, really so like right now? So I'm um so I work full time. I'm a teacher, and then I have my own child who does gymnastics three days a week. Um, not counting his, you know, tournaments that he has. Yep. Um, yep. and then I have a husband who, you know, is amazing, who he gives up everything for me. Um, but then, um, I'm also taking college classes and <laughs> I coach and do everything else. So, um, typically, um, on Sunday I'm coaching kids. Um, I try to get some practice in there. Most of the time it doesn't happen just because I'm coaching and, and it, there's a lot of kids. Um, I think we have 23 or 24 of them that come out. And then on Monday nights, we go up and I, between coaching and shooting and then Friday nights are my other nights that I can do that. And then, um, if I can find some time in between, if I need to work on something real heavy, then I'll go up and, and work on that also. So it, it is, it's a big difference when you have, um, a lot more responsibilities. But then we also have, you know, kids that, you know, they have other sports that they're in also. So yeah, for sure. Christina, how about yourself? What what kind of preparation were you trying to do coming into the classic? Um, well, I'm very fortunate that farming is an off season right now in Michigan. So I've been able to actually be at the range twice a week, but I do holds and band work and other things at home on those other times. I did try to, just before the classic, a week and a half before, try to get three or four days in a week. Um, but again, always at home, daily holds um, and work like that. Yeah, no, it makes a difference. But, you know, I wanted to bring that up because when Aaron said that during um, being up on the stage to John Wirt, I think it was John Wirt, I'm pretty sure it was, um, it really stood out to me because there's not many teenagers that are that driven. Um, and it shows Aaron, that's why you ended up where you ended up because you put the work in. And so job well done once again. Um, Thank you. And I think that's it. I think we did it. I think we're through the end of the podcast. Um, we, there's a bunch of comments, so I, it, but it's just, there's not really questions. I think you guys answered unknowingly most of the questions, but I encourage you to go back and read through because there's some really nice comments about and, and for the three of you. And I'll leave that live feed up. I typically delete it and then upload it later on after I do like edits and stuff. Um, and I'm definitely going to be pulling some quotes from this for the intro um, because it just, there's so many golden nuggets in this podcast from the, from the three of you that other people need to hear and that's again that's one of the reasons we do the do the the podcast and the bearable project but thank you all so much um fun my dear is a pleasure having you on once again it's always it's always fun and uh i commend you for being a mom and a teacher and and a coach i i get it and without people like yourself and others out there willing to put in that time um we wouldn't have kids like aaron and 
and your coach as well. Thank you to your coach as well, Aaron Stewart. That's I uh, hope they get to meet them someday, but all right, ladies, that's it. I'm gonna let you go. Cause I know you have to get up for school. Don't you? Yeah. You mean, yeah. Uh, see, look, you're staying up late. You need to go to school. Uh, so, all right. I know I need to get my kid to bed. So yes, well, there you go. Take thank you home. again. All right. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good night. Have Peace a good out, night. Everyone. Bye. Bye.